Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. One, two, three, go. Hey, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. are, are. I came here and I didn't have to drive a car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, that's the right. long commute. Yes, the long commute. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder. I'm Karen Devaney. I'm Ann Varner. And we are putting out another episode. It's taken us a minute and a half to put this episode it's out. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. I was sick for almost a week. Lord of mercy. But we're happy to be here. I'm happy. I'm extremely happy Ex- to be here. Ecstatic. I'm going to say, go out on them and say we're ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yes. Yes. We are. It's your turn to bake. Oh, girl, let me tell you something. You know, the holidays are here. I go to my trusted Sally. I just, Sal. it's called Sally's addiction because we're <laughs> addicted to Sally. We really are. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's I don't just, know if she realizes that we are her BFFs. I don't think she does. But she's not sending us any I know. You, these girls are somebody obsessed. Somebody needs to tell her that we are obsessed with her. Yes. Not just, I mean, we're just obsessed with Sal. Love you, Sal. We love you, Sal. She's our best gal. <laughs> our best gal, Sal. Yeah. Well, she does some some really good recipes, and I found one that was a home run. It's perfect for the holidays, especially if you've got young ones, young little ones. tots, small little tittle tottles. The wee ones. The wee ones. <laughs> These are mini powdered sugar donut muffins. Girl, that's not just for the wee ones. <laughs> It's for the old ones, too. Right. If, if you've got people in your family like us yeah. that enjoy the sweets. I know. Then these are really good, too. I'm actually thinking Exciting. about making them for Christmas morning mm. and putting it on, like, a dessert charcuterie board. Oh, that's fun. So have these little muffins, some little cinnamon rolls in the shape of snowmen. Stop It'll it. It'll be really cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. sounds... You know, my family... Does not like cinnamon rolls. It breaks my heart. I'm so sorry. I so love cinnamon rolls. And, I know. And I, I would even just eat the Pillsbury ones out of the can. Like oh, yeah. I, that's how much I love a cinnamon roll. Right. And my people, they're anti-cinnamon rolls. That's so weird. Heartbreaking. I don't understand. I don't either. And so I don't I don't get a cinnamon roll. Well, you come up here for a cinnamon Please. roll, sugar. I, I got you covered. I would like to partake from your dessert charcuterie. <laughs> there you go. Dessert cooterie. <laughs> My cooterie. The dessert cooterie. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Dessert cooterie. Dessert cooterie. We're about to say a bad word. I we'll can work feel on it. it. <laughs> it's on the way, and we're not going to be happy with ourselves when we say it. You make these in a mini muffin pan, mm-hmm. and these little tiny bites 
remind me so much of those sweet 16 donuts that we from used to our get. childhood girl I mean, from our childhood i'm so sad that they don't make them anymore it's very upsetting but they were the best powdered sugar nobody donut. can match them there was some type of a carcinogenic in yeah, there that they don't sort put of a in poison <laughs> you're causing something and i miss it right you can't i mean intimate is a great donut company right their powdered donuts are okay yeah it's not a sweet 16 no it's, it's not, not. They took some kind of carcinogenic out of they it. They did. And now they I, it's really not did. the same. It's not. Mm-mm. So with these, when they come out of the oven, you let them cool just a little bit, and then you roll them in the powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. So they, you could call it a ball because it looks a lot like a ball. Yeah, because um, a mini muffin. It's, yeah, but, oh, my God. It's just delicious. Pillows. Delicious. goodness. Unsalted butter, sugar, egg, Vanilla, vanilla, flour, baking powder, cinnamon, mm. a dash of salt, and some milk. Gosh. That is that. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. All right. You mix all of that together. Pop them in your grease mini pan and stick them in the oven. Cook them. You pull them out while they're cooling. You're going to melt some unsalted butter. Melt that in a in a little pan on your stove, or mm-hmm. I guess if you want to microwave it, you can. I find though that if you microwave butter and you're using it as a dip, it cools quickly. Yeah, it does. So I in agree. a pan, I feel like it stays hot, and you don't want like jelly Duh. butter. It, don't do jelly butter. That's Mm-mm. that's not good. Mm-mm. Once they're a little bit cool, you dip them in butter and you roll them in sugar. Girl, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's my dream right there. That's like marry me material. I mean to tell you. I love it. So very good. So that's what I made this week. And they are... They are darn delightful. Darn delightful. I wish I could tell you that they made it to the podcast, but they didn't. <laughs> they gone. No, which is why I'd like to come up and partake of your whatever you want to call cooterie board. <laughs> My cooter board. Your, your cooter board. <laughs> I knew. I knew we were going to say bad words, but a dessert cooter board could not be a better Christmas thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do to get through the holidays. And if it, if it means making a cooter board, that's just what you got to make. <laughs> please, y'all, if you make a, a cooter board, could you please just send us pictures of any the, cooter boards that get made over the holidays? Board, you, you can put anything you want. I agree. Today, put a chicken mini on it. That's a cooter board. It can be a nut cooter board if it, you want if it. If that's what you want. If you want a chicken mini cooter board. Just a cooter board. Just it could be with you, board. Yeah. whatever you, you want on the you cooter. cooter board. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and please send us pictures. Yes, we need to see your cooter Absolutely. boards. Absolutely. Yes. So that's the sweet part of the podcast. Yes. That's the dirty part. Okay. This is really a bad, this is a heinous part. So I'm just going to tell you that I've always kind of sat on the fence a little bit about our murderers born. Or is it part of their environment? <laughs> Excuse that, me. Uh oh. So sorry. I put a little rum in my eggnog this evening. <laughs> she and she's reached little, out and bit me. She got a little nog going on. <laughs> Some rum, rum in me nog. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like it. And she bit back just a minute ago. Oh, God. So sorry. So are they born or is it their environment? Yeah. Or do they, ha- is there, I would love to know, is there a gene that right. we can isolate and figure out something? Wouldn't that be nice? But I've always kind of sat on the fence because I have a hard time believing that a baby has evil in it, right? Yeah. So if that's the case, then how does a person get to be so, so 
animalistically heinous. I don't know. All right. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Amy Robinson. And Amy was from Arlington, Texas. And back in 1998, she was a 19-year-old high school graduate. All right. She was mentally challenged. So she had the mental age of around 14 or 15. She Mm -hmm. had still graduated high school, though. Right. And she was very innocent and naive. She longed for independence. She wanted to be independent. Right. So her mom let her get a job as a grocery clerk at a local Kroger. Oh, okay. And she was very devoted to that job. She had two sets of parents. So her parents were divorced and she had a mom and a stepdad and a dad and a stepmom. Okay. She also had three biological siblings, a brother and two sisters. Her siblings, of course, doted on her. They really admired her for achieving her dreams of graduating from high school, getting a job and making some money because she really wanted to be independent. And they saw her growing and developing and they were just really proud of her. Right. Very supportive of her. That's so nice. So she also had this thing called Turner's syndrome. It happens in women. And what happens is it restricts your height. Mm-hmm. And it also um, causes you to be underdeveloped sexually, mm-hmm. like your sexual organs are very underdeveloped. So you you actually appear to be a lot younger. Oh. So she's got, but it had, so that doesn't come with any type of mental retardation or development developmental delays. It just is another thing. It's just a secondary thing that she had. Okay. But matched with her personality, she gave, I mean, she definitely was very trusting of people and she was just very naive and she looked like she was like, I mean, I've seen pictures of her. I think she looked like she was 13. Okay. So she had the mental age of a 14 or 15 year old, you know, but she lived in this small town. Everybody knew her. Mm-hmm. They especially knew her at the Kroger. Right. And they, you know, they adored her. Right. Everybody loved her. She had no known enemies. Anyway, she would ride her bike to her job every time that she, every shift, she was always punctual, punctual. <laughs> she was punctual. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I will be making up other words too tonight. Don't worry. And I've not had one nip of nog. Maybe that's the problem. I think it is the problem. <laughs> she was very reliable. February 15th, 1998, she left on her bike for her shift at the Kroger, but she never showed up. Oh, no. When she had not shown up and it, it got to be an hour into her shift, her manager called her parents. Right. Yeah. Uh, he called the house at, to check on her to see if there was something wrong or something wrong at the house. It was very unlike her, like I said. And her mom and siblings immediately knew she was in trouble because she would never just not show up. Right. She was yeah. that dependent. Right. And she didn't have that far to go on her bike. Okay. So she was just rooted in habit. That was part of her coping with her developmental delays. She had routines. Mm-hmm. And part of that routine was getting on her bike at a certain time to go to her shift. And it took so many minutes to get there. She she just, it was very regimented right. for her. So they knew immediately something was amiss. So her sisters set out immediately looking for her, following the path that she would have taken, mm-hmm. thinking maybe she got hit by a car and she was in a ditch or maybe she wrecked her bike or something. Was And they knew that she knew the way. So they didn't think she was lost. Right. They couldn't find her. Her mom started making phone calls. And as word spread through the community, the small community, volunteers, all these volunteers showed up to go search for her. Oh, that's so nice. It was very sweet. The the father, her father, not the father, father. it was Amy's father, Right. called the police and reported her missing. And so the police then joined the search and it became an all out search. They did um, public appeals for her. 
They did helicopter searches. Oh, wow. They did grid searches on foot and on horseback. Oh, wow. They were they were searching day and night, day and night. They were not giving up at all. The police never once said, oh, well, maybe she ran away. This no. was not one of those cases. Right, right. Especially given her mental challenges. They were very fixated on this. That whole department turned out for her. Oh, that's great. Ten days after she went missing, she still has not been found. Ten days. Ten days. And this is a small community. Like, well, where the hell is she? Right. And not one trace of her. Like, there's no trace of her. Like, they didn't find her bike or anything. Nope. Wow. The police get a phone call from a lady named Karen Hall. She says that her 18-year-old son, Michael Hall, was missing. Uh Uh-oh. And she thought he might have been involved in Amy's disappearance. (gasps) What? She said that her stepson had told her that Michael had bragged to him about him and a friend kidnapping Amy and using her for target practice. What? Yeah. Please tell me that's just a terrible misunderstanding. I can't tell you that. So his friend was a 23-year-old asshole named Robert Neville. They both knew Amy because they had both worked at Kroger as baggers. Oh. They had both been fired because they were losers. They were either, one of them was like smoking weed and late for work and not working. And the other one wouldn't bag groceries for minorities. Oh my God. Right. So he was, you know, he was avoiding anytime a minority came through, he would not bag the groceries. For goodness sake. Exactly. Like get over yourself. Another tip came in soon after that and a car that Neville had borrowed had been returned with a crossbow in it. And they thought that was odd. And with And there were rumors flying around about these kids that were these two boys that were missing. And so the the guy that they barred the car from called up the police and said, hey, Robert Neville barred this car for me. And people are saying that he might be involved in in Amy's disappearance. And there's a crossbow in the back seat that's not mine. The police, of course, go and get the car. And sure enough, there's a crossbow in it. And they're like, okay. So they start trying to find... Michael Hall and Robert Neville. Michael Hall, 18. Robert Neville, 23. They are frantically searching. On March 3rd, they got wind that they were trying, that these two guys were trying to cross into Mexico. Oh, no. The police at the border got wind of them being wanted. And they actually said, well, we've got two guys here. They kind of seemed a little shady. We've, we're holding them. We've not let them cross the border. They just seem like something's not okay. So they were able to identify them as Neville and Hall. Oh, wow. And so these authorities from Texas go down to get them and bring them back. Was it the Texas Rangers? Did the Rangers come in? It was not the in? Texas Rangers, I don't think. It was the, but it was the, I think it was the police from Arlington and maybe some state police officers. Okay. But they hightailed it down to this place called Eagle Pass, mm-hmm. and they intercepted them, and they took them into an interview room. They they go in, and they start interviewing Neville first, okay? So Neville is the 23-year-old, right? And this is what he tells them. He says, so what? So we had bought a couple of twenty two caliber guns. We had a crossbow. I had a pellet gun, and we decided one day we were going to go out. I, I want... I wanted to grow up to be a serial killer of black people. Oh, great. Right. So he said, we were actually going to start our killing spree. But on the way out of town, we saw Amy riding her bike to work. And we were like, oh, we could start with her. She's not black. 
But she's an easy target because she trusts everybody. And she oh knew them. God. So they waited for her in the parking lot of Kroger. And when she got there, they said, you're early for your shift. We want you to take a ride out in the country. We have something to show you. Oh, no. And she got in the car with them and put her bike in the back of the oh, car. Oh, no. Yeah, because she was so trusting. Of and course. she thought they were her friends. Of course. Because they worked with her. Right. So they go out to outside of the town to like a a real desolate area and it's got like a field. It's like on a big farm and there's fields and everything mm-hmm. everywhere. And Neville pulls the car over and says, I have a flat tire. We have to change the tire, but he didn't have a flat tire. So they talked Amy into getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that, that they did, Michael Hall took the crossbow and shot at Amy and missed her, but it scared her. And they told her she had to, they said, you need to run. You mm-hmm. better run away. So as she's running, they're shooting this crossbow at her. They, he didn't hit her with the crossbow, but Neville shot her in the leg with his pellet gun. Oh my God. And she stumbled and she kept crying out saying, Al, you hurt me. Why don't hurt me? I don't like that. And they thought it was funny mm. and they laughed at her. And she started to cry and try to get away from them. And as she tried to get away from them, somehow, I guess when she turned around to say something, Neville shot her three more times in the chest with his pellet gun. Mm. So it knocked her backwards and she fell. And they thought that was hysterical. And she's crying and she's gasping for air and she's starting to gurgle. Mm. And they were like, that was the funniest noise I've ever heard. They thought it was great. That This was so much fun for them. And they finally went up with a twenty-two, one of the twenty-two rifles and shot her in the head so she would stop making that noise. Oh, for God's sake. They threw her bike in the field and they left her. They left her there. Wow. Three days later, they went back and used her body for target practice with their what? twenty-two caliber guns. What? Yep. And they also stole the six dollars she had in her pocket. That was probably for her to buy a snack or whatever during her shift. And they told the police this. They were proud. They were proud of it. Bragging. Oh, laughed. I mean, I've seen the interview. They are laughing. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And they were saying it's her fault. She trusts everybody. Like it's her fault that she got in the car with us. And, you know, they thought it was funny. They thought it was funny in jail after. So they go and they get convicted, of course, because they had confessed. Hall was, he was. 18 when it happened. So he, of course he's tried as an adult, but his attorneys are trying to say that he is mentally challenged as well. And so they didn't want him to get the death penalty and they were dragging out the case for a long time. And then finally, I mean, the DA's office said, listen, we're going to try this guy and we're going to try him as an adult. And if he's got mental challenges, prove it. Right. Because we don't think he's got mental challenges. We think that he is culpable for this. Evil. Yes. The and spawn he's of Satan. Literal spawn yes, of Satan. Absolutely. Neville, the 23-year-old, had had a history with police. He actually had, was, he had, he had gone to prison on a 10-year burglary sentence, but only served eight months and was released. Oh, wow. Even though he also had three sexual contact contact with minor charges. Really? Against him. Oh, my God. Yeah, they still released him from prison. Big mistake. And, of course, they're, nobody's, like, nobody's fighting that situation. Right. So they get the death penalty. <gasps> yes. They did. I mean, this is Texas. They don't right. mess around. They don't mind giving out the death penalty. Right. They don't. No. I think it was. The question is, do they execute their people? They do. Because, like, South Carolina, we take care of our people. 
Right. So as long as we've got the serum. So Texas, <laughs> they will, they, they do not mind. They will give you the death penalty and they will carry it out. They're not afraid to Good. carry it out. Good. I do believe Neville was the first one to get executed. Oh, he's gone. Thank you. So he got executed. This happened in 98. He got executed in 2006. Oh, wow. That was lickety split. We don't wait. Like, that's what I like about Texas. Right? They have an express link. <laughs> Good. For their death penalty. <laughs> right. They're like, yeah, you're not going to, it's not going to be 40 years on death row. And then we're going to talk about it. Right. No, we're going to give you your, we're going to give you your death sentence. And then we're going to give you death. Right. He was put down like the dog, <laughs> like dog was, right? <laughs> by lethal injection. Amy's mom and two sisters went to the execution. And at the execution, he did apologize profusely. Really? Yes. That's insane. I know. He I said, that. He, he actually. Neville. Neville. Wow. Yes. He said, I hope you can find it in yourselves to forgive me. And I hope that there, that this here will kind of settle your pain. And I hope the Lord will comfort you and give you peace. Uh, so he must have found I Jesus I just want while you to know I'm very sorry for what I've done. And if I see Amy on the other side, I will tell her how much you love and miss her. Oh, wow. And we will have a lot to talk about. He then turned to his parents who were also there and said, I'm sorry for putting you through all this pain and stuff. I love you and I'll see you on the other side. Mm. So he took it like a man. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, I mean, I'm sure he found religion in there, but he, it seems like he actually found religion, not just like this, the kind of religion that they all find. Right. You know, this, it seemed like he really and truly, there was remorse. There was remorse. He did some soul searching and he, yeah. So, and I think the reason he got the express lane was because he had other charges against him anyway. Oh, right. So he probably got moved up to the, you know, kind of towards the front of the right, line. Right, right. And then Michael Hall, who was 18, remember, he was 19 by the time he went to prison. He was put down mm -hmm. like the dirty dog he was on um, February 15th, 2011, which was exactly, I don't know how many years, so February 15th is the day they murdered her okay. in 1998. Right. So whatever... 2011 minus 1998, <laughs> is, which I don't know because you have to do carrying on I, that one. I think it's nine years, right? No, that doesn't sound 99, right. 99, 2000. That's two years to 2000, right? And then 11. So and it's then 13 11, 13, years. 13, I went the wrong way. You went the wrong way. Yeah. But you did a lot better than me because I don't like it when you have to carry things. No, you don't like have, you to, have to. You don't, don't need like to carry that. it. Mm -mm. So anyway, he was also put to death, but on, I mean, on the 13th. Oh, wow. anniversary of the day they killed her, right. which I thought was incredibly appropriate. Yeah. And he had some last words too. Okay. He said, I would like to give my sincere apology to Amy's family. We caused a lot of heartache, grief, pain, and suffering, and I'm sorry. I know it won't bring her back. And then he started talking about how he changed. He was changed by Christ and he was not the same person anymore. And he said, I, I asked for forgiveness. I'm sorry for everything. And I wish I could take it back. But I can't. Right. So I feel like he did find some, he did walk with Christ at some, in some way. And he did. But there was remorse. And that they goes showed a long remorse, way. And they showed an apology to the victim's family. And I think that's huge. It, it, you're right. It's never going to bring Amy back. And no. it's never going to undo the torture no. that they put her through because she trusted them. That was the worst betrayal. 
and then to use her as target practice. She's not a piece of wood with a bullseye on it. She was a human being. That's right. And they were so horrible to her. And she cried and she begged them to stop. And she couldn't understand why her friends were doing that to her. Right. Like just awful. Yeah. So, but the fact that they showed remorse and and I think apologizing to the family just goes a long way. I do. Maybe one one tiny layer of evil has come off, but that's it. Yeah. I did see where Neville, one of them, it listed their last meal. Oh, did? Yeah. One of them didn't have a last meal. I don't know if he just said, I don't want it or whatever. But right. one of them, he had chicken three ways. And I'm thinking, what what three ways was his chicken? Well, you know, chicken fried steak, chicken. That's chicken. That's not, that's steak. Chicken. Um, chicken fried chicken. Chicken fried chicken or fried chicken. So, so fried chicken, maybe some wings. Maybe. And maybe like a baked chicken breast. Maybe. He also had pizza, brownies, sweet tea, milk, and vanilla pudding. Wow. Vanilla pudding. I don't know that I would pick that one, but I don't, to each his own. I don't think he should. I don't think they should get a last meal. I get, I mean, I, we've talked about before the practice of a last meal. Right. And how it came about. I get it, but I don't, I don't think they should get it. I don't, think, I don't know that they really yeah, they don't get what they used to get. No, they like don't. long ago they could do like a big steak dinner now or a lobster. Or, right yeah. now it's they have a what is it? Most places they have like a a dollar limit, like forty dollars, and it has to be within a certain radius of the prison to, to get the right, food. Right, right. They're not fly, they're not going to fly some shrimp in anymore. No. So yeah, but anyway, wow. so that is. That is a horrifying story it is horrifying. of a very sweet, innocent soul who had a great future and really wanted a future. Yeah, I mean, she was on her way to she independence. She was working so, so hard to get it, and yeah. they took it from her in just the most vile way. Right. So, That's R.I.P. Amy. I mean, Trout is really upset about I can it. hear. I hear that he's upset. He is upset. I think he's also upset that powdered donut muffins didn't make it to the podcast. <laughs> yes. I think he's way, I can feel his pain right there. Yeah. Like, I am telling you, I am not, you will not hear me go, mm, sugar, this is so good. That's not going to happen tonight. Well, you won't hear it tonight, but I heard it when you actually got them. <laughs> so don't make it don't seem like people, you didn't get to taste Don't them. tell people I already had it. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> don't make it seem like I didn't give you Come any. on now. Don't say that. I was really on the nice try. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang it. Well, guys, we did it again. We did. We're giving you another episode. That's it. That's it. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. We, we, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Or a Happy Hanukkah. And, and a, a Happy New Year. Year. And a Happy all the holidays. All of them. I don't know them all. And good luck with your cooter board. Please send us pictures of the cooter boards. We need we need sugar coated cooter boards. Oh my god! Twenty twenty four, baby. Oh my sugar coated cooter board. We'll do a coffee table book. <laughs> all the cooter boards. Twenty four. Yes, of of all, all the sugar coated cooter, cooter boards. Come on, guys, help us. We need a picture book. <laughs> We're relying on y'all for some cooter boards. Oh lordy! All right, well. Find us on social media. You know where we are. Send us an email. Send us an email. You know what it is. <laughs> Murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, you know what? It's the holidays and people are freaking crazy and they're mean. So head on a swivel. Yeah. We we hope that everybody stays safe and that nobody murders. 
Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. And we're not going to say nice things. No. And you're not. definitely not getting a cooter board from us. Oh, you're sure. never getting a cooter board if you commit murder. Mm-mm. It no. ain't happening. No, we don't provide cooter boards for murderers. No, we don't. We really don't. All right. All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye, y'all. Bye. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.